Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello there, and boy, oh boy, have we ever been on the road, Linda. We, we don't want to make this a travel log, but we better catch our listeners up to where in the world we have been, and then... We're going to jump into a really interesting subject having to do with publishing books and about our desire to get more of what we've written to more of the world, and maybe that'll be interesting to some of you. But, Linda, we did the last show in London, and we were there doing some work and hanging out with our darling daughter, our youngest daughter, who lives about 500 feet from Trafalgar Square. Exactly. We... We love her location. It's absolutely terrific. Literally, it's like um, maybe 150 steps to St. Martin in the field, and there is the National Portrait Gallery and the National Gallery and Trafalgar Square and Lord Nelson up on the pole, and it really is a great spot. And whenever we're with her or with our youngest son who lives in New York City, we're constantly thinking about babies and young toddlers and so on. This is the younger part of our family. And, um, boy, they're doing a good job raising those little kids. Of course, maybe it's just because we come in and out and things look great to us for three or four days and then we take off again, which is the privilege and pleasure of grandparenting, right? Right. In and out. In and out. Unless you live next door and the parents are working and you're taking care of the kids all the time. That's a little different. That's a little different. Which happens. But we love being with um, that cute little family in New York City right on the Upper West Side. Honestly, they have a wild child that just started um, kindergarten. Kindergarten. And... Um, School number 471 or something like that. But it's a good school. Get this, the the parents are so involved in the education there on the Upper West Side that they they raise something like $800,000 a year from these parents, and that allows every classroom to have two teachers instead of one. They just basically hire a second teacher so that the kids are covered more and the ratio of kids to teachers is is much better but i wanted to jump linda to the fact that after we left london we uh we went to a birthday party of some wonderful friends of ours who are swiss honey it's an anniversary an anniversary of sorry the 25th anniversary well it's kind of a birthday of their marriage right and it was something to behold a 400 foot sailing yacht these people have some money, as you might guess, and uh, and we were out there with the most interesting group of people in the Mediterranean Sea, with a crew of 64 putting those sails up and down, and we did get a chance to talk quite a little bit about families and about the priority of parenting, although that wasn't really why we, why we were there. We were there mainly just to help this couple celebrate their, uh, their anniversary. And well, then we- well, actually, I have to say that it was the most amazing variety of people. We loved meeting so many new people. We had um, there maybe, I don't know, a fourth were Mormons, which was wonderful, people we hadn't met before. And then there were just a wide variety from um, the husband's um, dive instructor from Australia. From, no, from the Maldives. From the Maldives. <laughs> To, um, They're opera friends from Salzburg. Opera friends from Salzburg, <laughs> and uh, Tina Turner's husband, 
And Tina wasn't able to show up. She was she there, had darn. A performance. Yeah, yeah. But it was pretty amazing and just fascinating people. They did have just one seminar every morning, um, and it was just so fun to talk to everybody and fun not to be in charge, huh, honey? Uh, Although you like being in charge. Very but. fun. And then, and then we went over to see our son who lives in Zurich or near Zurich and his wonderful wife and their darling daughter. And so bottom line, we have really been on the road, and we're actually so glad to be back home in the autumn of the mountains of Utah. You know, the, 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 a wise man once said, there's two great things about traveling. One is traveling, and the other one is coming home. makes you appreciate home even more. But it also, I mean, we're always thinking about this, as you who listen often know, we're always thinking about parenting and grandparenting and how different it is in different parts of the world and how how much we can all learn from each other. I mean, I, I'm always embarrassed. I know you are too, honey, when we're introduced as parenting experts. And we always look at each other and kind of say, hey, you know, there are no parenting experts. Parenting is too broad a category. What we all should be striving to do is to become experts on our own children. No one else has the children you do. No one else has the children we do. No one else has the marriage or the circumstance that you do. It's all unique. And the best thing we can do, and it's kind of what we're going to do today, is talk about ideas because sometimes all we need as parents is a new idea or a new approach or a new resource or a new something just to keep us focused on the most important priority of our lives, which pretty much everyone agrees with, namely our children. And our grandchildren, don't forget that. Yeah, um, I won't forget that. I am in the depths of writing a book called Grandmothering. You're in the depths or the throes? And the throes and the depths. Both. Man, oh. um, it is due in seven days, and I've been writing day and night on boats, planes, trains, cars, everywhere um, I've got because somehow life doesn't stop when you're writing a book. And um, it really is has been a wonderful thing to consider what an amazing time in life this is and how wonderful grandchildren are. And what a book this is going to be, honey. Forgive me if I'm a little prejudiced, but uh, as some listeners know, I just recently did a small, a little teeny thin volume on grandfathering. And I made it small on purpose because I think most granddads aren't going to wade through a big book, but not true of grandmas. This is going to be quite a book you're producing. I'm starting to proof it a little for you and it's just wonderful and so grandmothers out there get ready what's the title going to be have you finalized well the the main title is grandmothering but the subtitle is ideas for leaving a legacy while having the time of your life which is just exactly what grandmothering is about whether it's the time is worrisome or the, <laughs> the time, time is life. joyful. It is still the time of your life. But it has a positive spin, the time of your life, right? Well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, because, you know, there's nothing more fun than the time of your life, right? Well, and for sure. uh, Although, don't worry, it's not going to be out until Mother's Day. This is crazy, talking about publishing. In order to have a book published for Mother's Day, it is due on October 15th. And that's stretching. I mean, that's so, pushing it. And that's yeah. pushing it. There's so much stuff that goes into creating a book. After you finish your part, there's so much more to do. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk about, about today is a little... I just We just find that when we 
when we're with people, one of the things that's very interesting is this whole idea of publishing. It's amazing how many people are writing in their own way, maybe writing their autobiography, or maybe they've got an idea for a book. And I can't tell you how many, um, I'm sure you'd agree, Linda, we get approached by so many people, I've got a book I want to write, what should I do? And the advice we always give is write it. Write it, because it's not about publishing it. Hopefully that'll happen at some point. But the blessing of writing a book is the writing itself and how it forces you to think things through in a more sort of bulletproof way. And and it's a great exercise. And, I, you know, Benjamin Franklin is the one that used to say, we should all carry two books around with us. One is the one we're reading, and the other is the one we're writing. And I, I mean... We kind of do that, although we well, sometimes carry two or three that we're writing. <laughs> <laughs> although, you know, everybody is not writers, but still writing is so important. In fact, even just writing your own story for your own grandchildren. I've been writing a lot about that this week. It is so important to do that. And actually, if you just go online and just go to Google and put at 52 stories, it is the coolest website. It gives you a whole lot of questions that you can answer about your life, just questions that stimulate oh, you. Oh, if you want to do your yeah. biography. Yeah, but not you know not necessarily in chronological order. You know, it's just uh, we have an aunt, a great my mother's sister who did this, and honestly, it is a treasure. What's it, it called again? What's the website? At fifty two stories. At at fifty two. No, stories. Uh, at, oh, oh no, tic tac toe. Oh, so do you have to put info? At? No, not at. It's you know it's. The little tic-tac-toe. What is that? Anyway, oh, you people out there are going to laugh at me. <laughs> well, no, um, you don't need the age. You don't need the www. No, no, you need the tic-tac-toe sign and then 52 stories. That's all you have to put in Google, and it'll pop right oh, up. Oh, like the number sign? The number sign, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I haven't looked at that. I will, though. So anyway, we wanted to... We want to share some sort of publishing stories, and I'm going to tell you the the last sort of the bottom line first, and then we're going to go back and share some experiences that we we think you'll find interesting, and that will have application to your family directly and indirectly. Okay, before you do that, it's hashtag. Hashtag. Okay. Hashtag Sorry. Fifty-two stories. <laughs> All right. I've been thinking too much this week. I'm boggled. Anyway, go ahead. Well. Um, I think uh, where we are now with publishing, we have had a remarkable run in the publishing world, and we're going to tell you in the second half of the show some of the lucky things that led to that. But the bottom line is that we've we've published books with Simon & Schuster, with Random House, with McGraw-Hill, with Penguin, with St. Martin's Press, Five of the largest publishers in the world. Wait, you forgot Golden Books. And gold, well, Golden Books. You know, most people think of them as as children's books, but they also did a parenting book for us. So really, if you count that one, six major publishers. Now, people might say, well, why would you keep jumping around? Well, the way the publishing industry used to work and still does to some degree is we have a literary agent, and the literary agent, when you have a new book offers it to the publisher you've already got. In fact, usually that's in your contract that they have to have the first crack at the next book that you're writing. But then if their price isn't up to what the agent thinks it's worth, the agent can shop it around. And so we've ended up changing publishers a few times, all of them in New York, all of them very large. But here's the the confession. We got to a point about 
five years ago, four or five years ago, where we were just tired of the big, big publishers and being one of, you know, a hundred books released in a catalog and so on. And we were also, we were looking, we'd kind of reached a new point in life. Linda, tell me if I messed this up, but I'm going to try to to just be personal here for a minute. We we decided that books had been good to us and we weren't our motive was no longer how much money we could make on a book. Our motive was how many people could we get ideas out to who are parents and who might benefit in some way. And especially to our friends and, and our family and so on. And the problem with big publishers is basically they have to pay f- for the books the same as everyone else. We wanted a publisher who would allow us to offer our our works to people we knew, our friends, our family, or people we had contact with, such as you who listen to this show. And we wanted to be able to offer them for half price and to be able to, you know, it ties in with our longer-term goal. Most of our older books, we have now got the copyrights back, and they're free. They're online for free, and all you do is go to Ayers Free Books. Dot com all strung together, not separated, IresFreeBooks.com. And about half of our books are now on there, and you just read them online or print them, whatever you want to do, for free. But on the newer books, where the publisher still owns the books or has the copyrights, we wanted to be able to have an access code or password where people we had direct contact with or, or in some way knew us or knew about us could get the books for less. And so we... Uh, bottom line is we shifted to a much smaller publisher in California called Familius. We love them because, for one thing, they're, they're, they mostly, if not exclusively, publish only books that have to do with family, with parenting, with marriage, with things that we think are the most important things in the world. And we have a wonderful editor there who has the wonderful name. He's the publisher of Christopher Robbins which puts all of us in the mind of Winnie the Pooh and makes us happy, right, honey? Right, and we're going to have to continue this um, after the break. It, it really is has been a fun ride, and we'll um, complete the details in just a minute. And we'll tell you a little more about why we think you should do some riding for your children. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. We're off the road. We're sitting at home. We're having a great time. We're going back on the road, but a short road just down to St. George from Park City. So it'll take us, Linda, about four hours, four and a half, maybe five. Well, we're taking the horses down there, so it takes a little bit longer. But um, it is nice to enjoy the beautiful splendor of fall here. Wow, it's beautiful. Going down to the desert might not be just right the same down there. But what we're going down for is the Senior Games, the Huntsman Senior World Senior Games. That's for old guys, really old guys and, and old gals. I do, I do have to say that we have a huge, huge pack of medals in a big, giant box um, that Richard's won. The older I get, the better year. I was. That's my motto. The older and, I get, the better I was. Right. And and the wild thing is that you know when you get the gold medal you are better than anybody else that in came, the world except for the ones that didn't except count. except for the ones that didn't count. That's <laughs> exactly right. Now let's move on. So um, 
That you embarrass me sometimes, Linda, but I do try. I do try. So he's a great tennis player. So we're back to to this thing of publishing, and I want to let's tell a couple of stories. One of the one of the best stories is our first one. We we had published a few books uh, in our in our thirties, early thirties actually, but they were church. I say, but they were uh, what was important to us was church, the LDS Church, and they were published by LDS publishers. And then we wrote a book um, called Teaching Your Children Joy, and we thought, well, it's about time we tried something on parenting because we are, um, you know, really into parenting. We had three or four little kids at the time, and and the publisher, Deseret Book, said, well, you know, let's let's make this a national book. And they were starting a new label called Shadow Mountain. So they put it out on that and sent us on a book tour. Was it 24 cities, honey? I think it was... A lot of cities. I can't remember. It was a lot of years ago. But But to make a long story short, one day we were in San Francisco doing a show called Good Morning San Francisco, and we got a call back at our hotel. They must have called the studio and got the hotel we were in, and it was the president of Random House, a woman who said, we want your book. Can we buy it from you? We want that book, Teaching Your Children Joy. She hadn't even seen the book, but she'd seen us. She'd seen Linda on, truth be known, Linda, she'd seen oh, yeah. you on TV. Yeah, for thought sure. thought you were so great. Yeah, no, and and in fact, um, she uh, said they're just, start, we're starting a new parenting line. That was a lot of years ago. A lot of years and ago. And we would love to have this to start things off, so... Anyway, so she bought she bought it. She ended up buying it from Desert Book and put it out in mass market paperback. And it it did so well that they came back to us and said, "We want to make this a series. Can you do one on teaching your children responsibility? Can you do one on teaching your children values?" So we went to work and and. Um, Long story short, the, the, well, there is a little intermediate story you better tell, Linda, because we had a little trouble with the Teaching Your Children Values book. We went in, met with our senior editor at Random House. Things did not go well. No. In fact, um, she said, you know, we really love all these chapters. All these values. There were values. There were 12 different values, and we had to, talked about values that were, you know, worldwide as far as we thought. And, but there was one chapter on fidelity and chastity. And she said, you know, these are old-fashioned words. I just, I don't think this is going to go. We don't want to make, she said, I'll never forget this. She said, we don't want to make people feel guilty. Right. <laughs> and um, that's, that's exactly what we're going to do. I just, I just, you know, we're great. Just do it without that chapter. And we said, what? Wait a minute. And at that time, it was just the beginning of where we are now. I mean, there was so much bad stuff on the media about infidelity. And um, we, I mean, it was before so the time pornography. of pornography. So, well, I think no, it was, it was, before, it was well, the beginning of course, of it. it's been going for a long time. But anyway, um, of the media, we yeah. were alarmed about that. And every parent we knew was alarmed about that. But she said, no, this is just going to make people feel guilty. She said, just take it out. And we said, well, can we rename it? Can we, I mean, we, number one, we want 12 values because there's 12 months of the year. She said, come up with another value and put it in there in place. We don't want anything about sex in this book on values. And I'm like, that's, that's, the, that's the main Wait a minute. <laughs> values problem kids are having. You know, how can we not put it in? And it turned, what started out as a kind of a pleasant conversation turned into kind of a not a good one. And, 
And, you know, we felt, I, I honestly, Linda, I don't know if it was wise or not, but we felt kind of some righteous indignation. And, and we said, if we can't leave that chapter in, we're, we're, we're not going to do the book. And she said, okay. And we walked out. And we were standing on 6th Avenue in New York looking at each other thinking, what have we just done? We just walked out on Random House. We don't have a publisher anymore. Well, but we've never regretted it. We found another publisher. Well, actually, it sat on the it sat on the shelf for five years, and actually, Richard ran for governor in the meantime and lost. And I'm so happy about that. And then um, the, our um, our publicist just our darling agent agent found uh, Simon and Schuster. Yeah, who, she just who went the for book. it. And, with the chapter. <laughs> well, yeah, they said, you know, we really like this book, but I think the most important one is the one on fidelity and chastity. We went, okay, we're, we're good with this. So we did, and then um, a lot played out from that. A lot played out from that. In fact, that book, and, and I always, this is terrible to say, Linda, but I always wanted to call back the other editor and, you know, teaching your children values reached number one on the New York Times bestseller list and I always wanted to call the other one back and just say sort of na 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 but I didn't of course. <laughs> well no and and actually um it wasn't our doing and it probably wasn't even our very best book. It's just that Oprah called. Oprah and, uh, loved it. Phil Donahue <laughs> loved it. Oprah loved it. Even the Today Show loved it. It was just a good it was a lucky break. It was one of those times Absolutely. when people were looking for values and it was the only one on the market and and that one is the one that really made us change course in our lives. We were I was still running my consulting company and so on and and we couldn't do both because the publisher now wanted five more books, uh one a, one a year for the next five years and we couldn't still run the business and do that, so we had to make a choice. Did we want to become full time writers or did we wanna keep piddling around with it and try to do other things and it's kind of an easy choice because Linda see if you would say it this way we we were so into the idea that families were the the most important thing and that family problems were the were the most serious sort of crisis that our our country faced and so we we just jumped at the chance to to write these additional books and to be basically full-time authors and speakers um, actually, um, that was kind of a a big change in our life. And, you know, after we'd been writing books for a long time, Richard just, I, yeah, I know you hate it when I say this, but you just lean your head over and a book falls out and you just no, write it down really fast. You do that. No, I know. I know you work. do that. I live with you. It is hard work. It is hard work, but you just you just hole up in a... <laughs> In a room and just put your head down and do it. And well, but then you read it and knock out all the bad parts and put in all your good parts. And <laughs> that's what makes the book decent is what you put in. But well, anyway. but it really was a turning point in our lives as far as, as writing. You can't plan on making a living on writing um, because we had been doing that for a long time and realized we weren't making any money. And it really was... Well, until we had the bestseller and, and the new book contract. Yeah, unless you have a bestseller. Yeah, don't, don't one quit bestseller. your day job unless a major publisher gives you a five-book contract. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway, we we did have a wonderful time. And but back to Familius. Now now we've gone to this um, smaller publisher. They're wonderful to work with. Um, they're geared to family. It's not any particular religion. It's just um, good stuff for families, which is our cup of tea. So before I forget, let's give every listener on this show or everyone who listens to it on a podcast. Because you're the people we want to get these books to. We we would we would rather have our books in the hands of people who know us a little bit, or who've come across us, or who we have some contact with. And that's like I say, why we went with this smaller publisher. So uh, here's an easy thing. You just and we're trying to condense all this and get these books more available to more people. So it's all one site, hiresfreebooks.com. But in addition to the free books, which are the ones we now have the copyrights and we can so do whatever we want with they're them. They're a little bit dated. They're a little older. Some of them are really old. Yeah, but the thing is families don't change that much. That's true, yeah. And so what we've got, if you go to that side and you go down to the lower left-hand corner, there's a little yellow box there you can click that takes you to Familius, to our new publisher, and right to this page where we've done seven books now with Familius, and they are all, you can pick one or two or five or whatever you want, and as many copies as you want, and get them for half price with free shipping. I don't want to sound like an advertisement here, but I'm excited about this because we've this has been our goal for years to have these, to make it easy and cheap for people to get our, our latest books. Now, what you have to have is an access code, and it's pretty simple. Ire Friend, just our last name, E-Y-R-E, Friend, all strung together as one word, Ire Friend. And if you put that in the little code box, then these seven books come up with the half price and with the um, a little capsule describing them. I mean, there, that's where my grandparenting book is. That's where Linda's grandmothering book is. That's well, where it won't book, be there for a while. That's where, well, yours won't, but the other seven, yeah. that's where the Life in Full book on, on the Autumn of Life, and that's where the Turning, which is, I think, our most important book in some ways because it explores the crisis of families throughout the world and, and, and sort of summarizes what parents can do to... Well, to have a better family. And actually, we're working on a documentary for this for that book, which is really exciting. It'll be a couple years before that's out, but wow, we're really excited about that. So again, you whether whether we've ever met you and shaken your hand or not, if you listen to Ayers on the Road, you know a fair amount about us, and and we we actually know more about you than you'd think, because people who listen to this show are people who are family centric which is our way of saying you you recognize the importance of parenting and of marriage and of prioritizing your home and so we think of you as uh, as a as a group as our people as people that share our feelings and our values and so we want you to have that code ire friend and we want you to go um to ire's free books and use whatever you can there and then click on the link to our seven latest books and hopefully especially with the holidays coming up there will be some there will be useful to you or to your family or to your friends or to others and Linda isn't that how everyone gets books today I mean not that I don't love bookstores but 
you want to order them, you want to get them for half price, you want them to just show up in your just mailbox. ship up without, without any shipping, yeah. man, it's just so easy, it's so great. So we hope that um, you will not feel like we're trying to sell books. It's just that we really have a good deal here. (laughs) And uh, Christmas coming and Thanksgiving coming, and and we have had so much fun doing these. Well, our time is up, Richard. I know it. Time flies when you're having fun. We love you all as fellow parents. Love from our house to yours. And we'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye.